Are you hungover from Easter? I mean, not, not from a not from a alcohol. A standpoint. food hangover. Yeah, just cigarette a, hangover. Well, a four day weekend. It's tougher to come back on so on Monday, isn't tough. it? Yeah, got a belly full of eggs and mac and cheese or whatever you ate. <laughs> <laughs> That's tonight. Oh, good. Right. 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 Yeah. If I w- if I was fortunate enough, if I was skilled enough, I have rabbit stew in my belly right now. That's something to look forward to. It is. Mm. Mm-hmm. David, I'm hungry already. Same. Okay. Yep. It Launch is us. It's Monday. Business management and leadership. Yes. This is, these are fun for me. I like Monday yeah, ones. Yeah, me too. Here is your gift. Do you go through phases? <laughs> of course you do. Yep. That was a trick question. The big question is, do you ever wake up midstream and catch yourself as the objective observer and wonder, WTF, am I doing this? Right. Why the f- am I doing this? <laughs> if you said yes, you're not alone, and we fix that. Lots of meditation on this. And I'll tell you where... Well, how speaking many... of, I feel like this should be on Thursday, the meditation. Right. Death, you know, like... So... Well, there's actually a, cul- a culmination of most things you can almost... Except for maybe remarkable memories, which I actually we may touch on. Pretty much every day in theme is going to be represented here. Okay. And it, it harkens back to, was it just yesterday we talked about wisdom on a plate? Uh-huh. Yeah, this is wisdom in a blender. Ooh. Yeah, because I I think maybe I shared with you that I, I hated beets growing up. We've had this conversation, yes. yeah. Uh, we drank the juice, right? And mm-hmm. the biggest ingredient in that juice was beets. I go through these phases where I am craving beets like gangbusters. I mean, who says that? I don't know anybody no who says that, right? Most Some people might think that, but they're not going to go out and say it. You know what I could go for? It's some beats. That's a really good beat right now. <laughs> You're going to get beat if you say that. <laughs> I go through these waves where I'll literally buy a sack of beats. There was a place out, gosh, Fairfield, I think it was, where you could buy bulk produce. I can't remember. It's a dude's name. I'll, I'll, I'll have to look it up. Gary's, I think it is. It's got like cult level status. I think it's cash only. And you can go there and you, you don't shop with a cart. You don't shop with a basket. You shop with a freaking wheelbarrow because you literally bring back that much stuff. It's bulk. And so I would buy a huge bag of beets. Is it like for restaurateurs? No. Restaurateurs? I, well, you know, I don't know. I can't qualify that answer. I said no initially, but I don't know who's. I don't shop many are. places where they have bags of beets. Right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Or it could be you're shopping for a family, or you're putting them in dry storage, or whatever. That's yeah. A pretty big. Not it's many a, people are shopping for bags of beets. I don't think. I shop for a bag of beets. I love. So you know that. one? That's me. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. So yeah, I'm no, you so... might be right. It could be. It could be uh, a place for restaurant restaurant owners to go and get their stuff. Or several families, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're sharing it. Uh, I would I would start day one of eating my beets out of that bag, and by the time I got through the bag, which is how long? I want to know how many oh, days. No, weeks, it months? was weeks. Okay. It was weeks. Like the first week, you're like, oh god, I can't get enough. You know, you like you grit your teeth. You're uh-huh. just like, oh, it's like lust. Oh my god, I can't wait. And you're looking up recipes for beets and how many different ways you can use beets, and then they're in your juice. That last beet is yeah. the toughest beet to eat and you don't have another beat for another six months to to a year it's literally been like a year and then all of a sudden that little beat thought it's started growing in my brain and then i couldn't ignore it it's all eat me remember how we had such good times together 
eat me. Remember when your poop was red? That was me. <laughs> Let's do this, Don't baby. Don't you miss that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And so, so I went out and I, I, I went beet splurging. That's, bag of beet or wait, just... Wait, beet splurge. That's a new term. I like it. Nobody goes on a beet splurge. Just me. I never heard that. No. It's not going to catch on, David. Are you sure? We can, but we can use it as a euphemism for something else. For sure. Like we can now say that code for sex is beat. So when you're like super on Molly, where am I going with this? I have no idea. (laughs) So when Michelle's on Molly, yeah, (laughs) she's gonna go on a beat splurge. I am right now. Yeah. So you don't. You can talk in code. What are you doing this weekend? I'm going on a beat splurge. You could say it out loud in your work. Sounds a little cooler. Space. You can go. You can say it out loud in your office. What are you doing this weekend? Beat splurge? And everybody's all, damn. Because you they know what you're saying. Damn. You're going to a sex club, Molly, beforehand. That's what beat splurge is. You are so weird. I know I'm weird. Thank yeah. you for the confirmation. Yes. That's how things get into the vernacular. Before I die, it's in Merriam-Webster's, which is very likely now that Merriam-Webster will just let anybody in. Before you used to have like a, a membership card and you could get in if you were <laughs> actually inventing something good for the dictionary. Now it's a public course. It's just free you just for all. yeah you just throw in a word here and there and and Miriam's like ah, come on in everybody we don't have enough words between yeah. N A and N E go ahead so and throw some in let's get beat splurge in there <laughs> first it has to get to the Urban Dictionary level yeah then it goes into Miriam mm-hmm. if we get beat splurge in the dictionary I will throw no oh throw a beat party for one thing but not wait I gotta be careful what I say because <laughs> now it means sex yes I'll or throw an actual beat party. No, that still doesn't work. People are going to get confused. Yeah. Oh, let's just throw a party. We'll throw a party. And there may or may not be beets. There may not be the organic vegetable kind. And there may not be physical interaction. Save me. Save yes. me. Please bail me so out. You're, so you said the beet splurge is coming back. You, yeah. It's resurrected. Yes. In the heat of my beet splurge. Uh-huh. I'm in the heat of it right now. I have a little taste of it by putting it in my juice. Now I've got six more in the fridge. That I'm going to cut up and make in the salad tonight. I've got walnuts and all the fun little things I like to put in my beet salad. And I'm going to go on this mm-hmm. beet binge, beet splurge, for probably a week or two. And then you won't hear me talk about a beet for another six months. I have an insane beet salad recipe. I, please forward it to me while I'm in the... In the I'm peaking. In the, mo- in the <laughs> I'm mood. I'm peaking. I'm yes. peaking. Get me the beet recipe. So the point being there is I had that moment of, wait a minute. I know this is only a phase. I'm going to ride it for all it's worth. I know it's not going to be a consistent thing. And I'm going to wake up six months from now going, oh, man, I'm just as excited and lusting after the beats as I was six months ago. I know it has a lifespan. Mm -hmm. And there are certain things that have lifespans, which I'll just jump into it. That's what makes monogamy so complex and Mm -hmm. so difficult is that today you want a beat. Tomorrow you want carne asada, Mm -hmm. like just as bad as you wanted that beat. Interesting. Nobody's going to give you everything that you want at those intervals, at those levels consistently. Mm-hmm. And that's where monogamy fails. And that's where that wisdom bomb came to me of the analogy of going through phases. And here's the, here's the other part. I'm currently open to beats. <laughs> when I was a kid, I was closed to beats. Okay. So, We're talking the real beats right yeah. now, right? Okay. <laughs> God, I've made things so complicated. I was always open to those beats, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's only gotten worse with my longevity. But now I'm open to beats, but only for spurts in, of time. Mm-hmm. Well, what if 
I go back to not wanting the beats at all again. Mm. Right. And again, using the same analogy for relationships, like right now I am 50 years old, but 30 years ago, uh, being 20, I had very different likes and wants Mm -hmm. and very different cycles or phases that I don't want now. So what if I got married at 20? Mm-hmm. Right. The person that I'm married to right now is nowhere near. It was great for the moment, but not for the long term. And that, that's where marriages fail. And in fact, let me just say that's it. if you can't grow and true with that journey with that other true. person. And I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be fatalistic. I'm trying to be realistic. Right. And all I'm doing is pointing out some obvious truths. How you adapt to that is up to you. How you adjust for that. That's up to you. I'm just saying that that's an obstacle and that's a common failure of marriages and friendships and otherwise things because people change, right? right? And that's that I've always talked about how, oh, I I met my significant other when we were at this juncture. The unfortunate thing was that that was a crossroads and we were going, I was going north and she was going south. We just happened to meet at the crossroads and we kept going in mm-hmm. different directions. And the next thing you know, we're super far apart. That basically describes my my marriage. And subsequently, when I find somebody that I'm in a phase, I'm very conscious of it because I don't want that to happen again. Okay. I don't want it to be, okay, this was a phase thing. And it terrifies people to, to think that way. But first of all, you, you have to take that in consideration if you want your needs met long term. But also, you have to make sure that you're not hurting someone else. For sure. I mean, let's all Rule let's face it. One. We've gone through phases with people as well, right? There was that hot girl or really hot guy and you wanted one thing from him but you knew it wasn't going to be like he was going to give you stability and a child and a long-term marriage and you used it for what it was and there's no shame in that don't tell the guy oh yeah you're the one forever and ever when all you want is a little bit of uh bootay a little bit of the beat splurge mm-hmm. right yeah all right no, no nothing wrong with that to, to reflect back on this was I think this is midlife crisis material. I think that this is what midlife crisis really comes from. The root of it is, oh my God, I've been doing this for so like, have you ever caught yourself in mid, in mid action? And you're like, what am I doing? Yes. Right. That last beat for me is like, why am I eating this last beat? I'm not, I'm no longer enjoying this. Right. And you have it in your mouth and then you're still holding half of it. And you're like, do I eat the rest of this? Or you stop and you panic. You're like, wait, this isn't, where I wanted to be. It's like that talking head song. This isn't this is my, not my beautiful. This isn't my beautiful wife. Yeah. This isn't my beautiful house. Mm-hmm. This is nothing that I wanted and days go by. Right. And then you're like, oh my God, what have I done? I've, I, I took a phase and I made it something. My God, what have I done? Yes. <laughs> so I do believe that this is the catalyst that if you aren't conscious of your phases and you allow yourself to live this continual perpetual lie, you're going to wind up in that crossroad. And I went north and she kept going south. If you take the ride together and I turn south with her and I wake up one day so far off of the trajectory that I wanted to be, that's where midlife crisis comes in. That's where you go out and you buy the Corvette. That's when you go and you lose 15 pounds and you start seeking the attention of younger women because OMG... This is not where I intended to be, but I, I decided to deviate from my natural path. I, I departed from what I wanted. I, went, I was in a phase, 
And that phase wore off a long effing time ago, but I made a commitment and I stuck with it. And now I'm in a perpetual state of regret, spurred and made more intense by incredible amounts of panic because you're running out of time. So is the lesson to be pulled here that you have to be cognizant and know when to recalibrate? Absolutely. But to know that you have phases, see, that's the thing. I think a lot of people think, oh, no, this is who I am and I'll always be. And sure, certain aspects of who you are, maybe, maybe. And certain personality types, you don't let go. Like you're so all in committed. Mm -hmm. You don't let go of a certain personality type, which doesn't make you very malleable or adaptable or versatile, which also doesn't make you very marketable either. Mm -hmm. But that aside, that little judgment that I threw in there. Most people have these phases. So you better be friggin' aware of that. This isn't what you're gonna get from a marriage counselor pre-marriage. Like we went to a priest because I'm Catholic and we got marriage and marital advice before we got married. Um, bro, he's never been married, mm -hmm. right? So what kind of advice can he give? Practical advice, right? It's like getting drug counseling from someone who's never touched a drug. They can't, because they're not in your shoes. Right. I would have loved a sagely older man or woman, me, a man for me, me. I would love me 10 years older than me now. I would be a great marriage counselor. I would go in and say, okay, look, I'm going to save you some trouble potentially. And it may break your heart in the moment. But if this is a phase, bro, it could hurt a lot of people if you don't acknowledge that it's a phase. And if you are not 110% committed to the direction that you think you're going right now, you're going to F things up in a, a big way. There's going to be more than one person involved in the heartbreak down the line. And it's going to be way more intense than right now saying, you know what, maybe I shouldn't do That's this. It's a hard question to answer at that age and in that moment. Because you're blinded by it. Right. You're blinded by your phases. I When I buy the, the bag of beets, I see nothing around me but the beets. Mm-hmm. Right? So how is that any different than love? How is that any different than the person that you think you're in love with that you haven't even seen how the beats age and they they wrinkle and they crumble and they 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 lose their juice and they're not as sweet towards the bottom of the of the bag. Mm -hmm. And now you're invested in this big bag of beets, bro. Real problem. And and I have to say most people wake up 2 thirds of the way through the bag and go, "Oh my god." It turns out I'm done with the beets. And now what? I'm locked into the beets. they don't realize why they're eating the beets or don't question the fact that, honestly, I don't have to finish the beets. Ooh. Oh, that's a podcast for another time. Or yeah. maybe I should try golden beets, not just red beets. Right. right. I don't lock myself in. When I'm in a phase, I juice it. I juice the living shit out of it. I get all the life I... I, I Squeeze all the life out of it. Now it's and then, coming together. Okay. Then I say, okay, I'm done. And then I move on. So again, in a relationship, oof, that's rough. With monogamy, oof, that's rough. Mm -hmm. You know, I started driving a Honda. No, I started driving a, a Volkswagen. Then I drove a Mazda. Then I drove a Mercedes. Then I drove a Honda. Then I drove a Jeep. Then I'm back to a Mercedes. I go through phases like everybody else. Okay. I'm not locked in. Yeah. I'm committed to very few things. One of them being my children outside of, and it's something I genuinely love and will never get sick. There's not enough beats in the world to make me sick of my kids, but there are certainly things like career, living spaces, 
you know, I, there's, there's certain things that I just will not, I won't suffer. I'm not going to suffer a minute because tomorrow's not promised. You have to acknowledge your phases and you have to do the, do right by yourself because if you don't do right by yourself, you're not doing right by another person as well. Whoever's in your life, whoever's involved, whether that's a business partner, whether it's an actual relationship, whether it's a commitment to your kids, whether it's a commitment to your faith, whatever it is, you, you know, I, I know I was joking around with using the beats as an analogy, but that's where it came from. I'm mm. dropping the beats in the blender going, you know what? In six months, I'm not going to be doing this. Yeah. Knowing it, going into it, knowing it. That's so freeing. There's no guilt involved. And as long as you're upfront and honest with your partner or whoever's involved at the time, Bingo. right? Right. I feel like my last relationship was very much destroyed by that. We, we were in the moment so hot and heavy in that phase. And as it started to morph, there was obvious signs that we, we weren't the right long-term partner for each other. And that was, that was painful, but I'd learned early on, you got to rip that bandaid off before it gets too many other people involved and, and gets so deep that it's really hard to pull that out now. So recalibrate, phase out the mundane, I guess what, follow that North star within? What do you, yeah, yeah that's like, a good one. That, I love that. that compass that we talk about yeah. so much that's within us all. Without apology, without trepidation, with full, full blown honesty of the people that are on the journey with you. And if you map it out, they can know, okay, look, I'm not, communication. I'm not, I'm not going right? to Jerusalem with this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm getting off somewhere else and that's fine. Communicate, communicate. Yeah. You know, you, you don't have to take the full journey with that person. And, you know, compromising is a slippery slope to resentment in a lot of cases. Mm. Like, oh, I'm doing this now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> would have been nice if you told me that, you know, you had this impulse or you had this desire and now it's a blind side. Yeah. And now you're stuck. Yeah. Good so, point. A lot, a lot of wisdom in this. All from dropping a beat in a blender. Yeah. And now we also have a word that we're going to, a phrase that we're going to try to yeah, cultivate. If we can remember it. <laughs> yeah. Beat splurge. Beat splurge. I'm going to, I'm going to get Mindy to make a logo, a funny logo, beat splurge. And people will be like, what does that mean? Yeah. Got a lot of logos in the pipe. Huh? Yeah, we do. <laughs> All right. That was a very uh, entertaining and Slightly discombobulated, but, but the message was there. Extrapolating yeah. the message. Yeah. I think that what I got out of it was recalibration, tossing out the unnecessary, not working for you anymore. Right. Recognize the phase with honesty. Right. Absolutely. The partnership or honesty in whatever phase. It might not be a relationship, right? right. Like you said, a job, your home, where you want to be. Right. Well, guess who you have to be honest with first? Yeah, yourself. Right. And acknowledge the fact that you have phases. That's where people get all, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to be the same person 20 years from now. And I, I used to joke about this because I, I know this because I've just gained experience and experience turns to wisdom. Experience is basically, is if you translate your experience well and you're older, that's just wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. Simple, cut and dry. When my youngest daughter fell in love with the band 21 Pilots. Mm. She wanted to buy a Honda Pilot. She wanted to marry the drummer. She wanted to get a tattoo. And I said, honey, I don't want to crap all over this, but 
in a year, you'll be like 21 who? And she said, no, I won't. I'll always love 21 pilots. And right now, if you asked her about 21 pilots, she curls her lip and refuses to admit that she ever liked them. And I'm like, that's a phase. This is an example of a phase. Right now, you can't see yourself without 21 pilots in your life. But literally in a year, which is, is, a, is a 90th of your life, there'll be history. Mm. That would have been a better analogy, I think, than the beats, honestly. But that's really an exa- a prime example. Mm-hmm. And when you're younger, you don't see further in the distance. You, don't, you can't possibly see that things will change. They have a bad album or two. Or they, they, they grow up and they don't look as attractive. Those are things that you're not factoring in. So I think that's another poignant part is, one, you have that partner, yep. i.e. dad, yep. who's there to tell and speak the truth. Yep. And I th- and you can find that partner in a marriage, too. Someone yep. who rides that journey with you, allows you to experience it, but you're also open. So it's not just one day you can't come home and say, oh, yeah, I don't eat meat anymore. Didn't I tell you? I've been phasing it out. You know, so there's that. That's that, a great point. that communication along with, Hey, if you're openly talking about it, maybe they want to take the journey with you. If they don't, they'll actually be a supporter of that journey. Right. I feel, but yeah, you need that partner to kind of say, I love that, that you were there to say it's a phase. Yep. So if you are married to a single belief in a relationship, I will be reading the epitaph of your relationship in short order. Mm. You're fucked. Mm-hmm. You you just said some magic words. If you have a partner that has flexibility, mm-hmm. that you can adapt and adjust, and they're open, you said open is the key word there, then you have you have at least a prayer to keep things alive. Right. The best thing to do is at the onset of the relationship announce that this is you. I am I am I am I'm a phase person. I have spurts, I take advantage of, and I juice everything from that moment, and then tomorrow I may not like that, or tomorrow I may like this, and it's coming out of left field. Mm -hmm. That was the hardest thing for my ex to grasp onto. Well, wait a minute. You said you didn't like tattoos, and now you've got four of them, Mm -hmm. and I'm all, yeah, isn't that fucking beautiful? It's called the freedom to change your mind. It's called the ability to see the beauty in something that you you despised a minute ago. And it's also having that partner who supports that change. See, that's the key. There's very few people that have the freedom themselves to allow for that mm-hmm. because they're so damn rigid and so committed mm-hmm. to only their belief. And that's who I married, unfortunately, was a legacy, a long line of people that had rigidity like crazy that couldn't couldn't morph and couldn't adapt and then of course they're all and like well i didn't marry this kind yeah. of david i married <laughs> no, exactly. someone else and you've changed no, so it's your fault not mine and that's yeah. fine and you can say that all day and that's you trying to convince yourself exactly and that's yeah what I'm and, that, and that that's that's on you and I, you, you kind of knew what you were getting into that's my point you bought the ticket you took the ride yes it wasn't like you didn't know that there was that tendency and and it was actually said outright not to mention full disclosure in the history of my behavior and i can take some onus of the fact that i was hoping that i was rubbing off and had kind of bought into the fact that i might have been yeah that was not true and things just fell apart because it became more of a wall and more of a rigidity and less of a tolerance and then an abandonment full abandonment and that's what I'm saying. That that can and will happen. 
So a lot, a lot to ponder. Lots to work Boy, on. Boy, and that's that's a long one for a Monday. Holy cow! Um, yeah, welcome to Monday after Easter. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> but you know, interestingly enough, I can tie that into the resurrection. I can tie that. This is the day after the resurrection, right? Mm-hmm. People can resurrect themselves by reflecting on who they really are and being honest with themselves and others. It's hard. Yeah. Christ did it. Yep. All right, Michelle, a lot to ponder on today's podcast. A lot of wisdom bombs, a lot of analogies that may have been hard to follow, but I'm, I'm certain that people are taking away a lot today from all these wisdom bombs being dropped. What was your big time takeaway? What was your mic drop moment for today? Biggest one was the objective observer. Make sure you're catching yes. your phases and able to recalibrate if needed. Awesome. No, that is, that's absolutely legit. hundred percent, man. I was hoping that that's the direction you went rather than beat splurging. <laughs> Get out there and fly that kite. Yako beat. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to today's gift of the day. Check back tomorrow for another gift from your friends at the Red Kite Movement. You have to think that way if you want, first of all, to get your meads net. Meats meats and beets net? That's going in as a outtake for sure. But I'm think I was thinking, you know, like you go through these phases and you, and then all of a sudden it hits you like a ton of bricks, like oh, you know, your balls deep in the hooker, and you look down and you're like, wait. <laughs> I'm so confused. Are we talking about sex, relationships, or truly beats? I have been waiting all day, all day. When I wrote this, I said, oh, I'm gonna say that it'll never make balls the actual deep. podcast. It's gonna in be a, a deliberate outtake. <laughs> And I wanted to see the look on your face. I'm you, so confused. You you could not look at me. <laughs> you looked down and you were laughing immediately and you wouldn't look me in the eye. And I'm sure you were like, dear Lord, I hope that doesn't make the actual podcast. I do believe I spit on my arm too when I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> so no, that's that's going to be an outtake. <laughs> People that, that... I'm confused. You should be. People that... that did the right thing and waited to the end are getting a gift right now. All right. So no, back, back to it.